The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, friends. We talk a lot about local farmers and Minnesota makers for the food we need, but unfortunately, many farmers who normally sell to restaurants, schools, corporate campuses, and other buyers are really struggling right now. These folks have had to come up with new ways of getting their products direct to consumer, and the co-ops are the link to getting these awesome local products into the hands of you, the consumers. When you take the Eat Local pledge, you commit to swapping food you normally buy that's not locally made or grown for food grown by local farmers or made by local Local makers. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and you know I'm going to visit localfoodisessential.org and find easy ways to shop local. When you swap out for local berries, meat, butter, or grains, you make a huge impact on local farmers markets and the local economy. Plus, food that travels less is fresh and it's delicious, and you can find locally grown food at your local food co-op, farmers markets, farm stands, or by supporting a CSA. Lakewinds Food Co-ops is in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart, and it would be great if you could support them. Find out more at lakewinds.com. I get my nom, nom, nom on with the My Talk Chicks, and we will eat on, eat on the weekly We are sanitizing. We are making sure that it's a running. It's a running. It's a shift change that happens kind of quick. Right. And I sometimes I'm going to put my pop screen on. Hold on. You're going to hear it. Okay. Um, I was texting stuff. I was like, coming in hot, coming in hot. Yeah, you were a little bit. You're not used to it. You haven't been here in a month. It's been a while. Right, right. So I'm Stephanie March. That's Stephanie Hansen. Yes. And we are Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. And we are so glad you're here with us today. And it is so glad. To, I'm so glad to be here. Are you? Are you so ready to be on the radio again after your long summer vacation? Yes. I was. What were. Well, we had. Well, there was a the week, fourth. The yeah. fourth we had off officially. Yeah. You actually went on vacation for the first time in like a hundred years. Yeah. I, yeah. I went on a couple days off and it wasn't, oh. it wasn't like vacation. I don't call it vacation. I didn't really, you know, I went up north. You Weren't know you there I mean? for a week? No. I was there for three days. Did you come home early? No, we just don't. Oh. We just went up for the weekend. Oh, like I'm was, like, what? A vacation that doesn't last a yeah, week? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Let me level set for you. We did not travel for like months on end. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, okay, so can you, I know that we have to backtrack a little and sorry listeners, you're going to get a little of the personal side, but that's what we do the first hour. Yeah. Did you enjoy your time away? Oh, yes, I did. And yep. did you make your smeeches, your s'more peaches? No, not then. I didn't. I did I did different things. I mean, like, I just, you know, th- that was for another thing that I'll talk about later. Okay. Yeah. What did so. you eat, like, as your family meals? Like, did you have, like, we roasted a pork shoulder? We... Yeah. Did, I mean, yeah, we just, I, we were all, we were all up there. I already, do, I know, I already talked about all this. We, t- we were up there and we just all each had our own thing and... You know, that was that. Let's talk about you because you're, everyone's listened to already heard my stuff. Let's talk about you and your stuff. <laughs> um, I traveled. I flew to Reno to get the Wonder Bread van. Yeah. It uh, started up right away. We were all excited. 
uh, Reno felt real weird because it was uh, in the George Floyd aftermath and nobody was wearing masks or social distancing. It was just kind of a crap show in that way. And then we got into the van and our first like foray out was great. And we camped and it was great. And the more we drove, the more the van was not feeling it. Yeah. Lots of clunkies, lots of water leaking. At one point, the radiator overflowing incurred having to get water from the toilet to get us to the next town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in yeah, Utah. Yeah. We're in really rocky, deserty places where there's very little cell service. One day we were in different cities because the van broke down and had to get towed somewhere. Long story short, we ended up making the decision, as sad as it was, that the Wonder Bread van was not going to make it back to the Midwest. Yep. We started looking on Craigslist. We found an 85-year-old man in Fruta, Colorado. Mm-hmm. We drove the Wonder Bread van to his front door, and it was literally like, clunk, 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 as we just drove into the, like, cul-de-sac. Yeah. And he had, his wife had died in the last five months. He was very sad about missing her. He saw the van, and he lit up because him and his wife had been in a van trip like that. Yeah. And his van, they'd been in once before the wife got sick. So it was a 2017 with less than 10,000 miles on it. Yeah. And he was lovely. And we talked and we looked at each other's vans and we ended up going to the U.S. bank the next day, knocking on the door, begging them to let us come in to do a banking transaction. Because, of course, I didn't think about that. And like, how do you get the money? And he wasn't going to take a check. So... We dumped his whole van out onto the street of the parking lot, our whole van onto the parking lot, our bikes, our pads, our towels, just everything. Yeah. Swapped. And then the banker, as we were leaving, said to the guy, his name was Lee. He said, hey, Lee, when you get that engine fixed, let me know, because I'll buy that van from you. Like, that's sweet. Oh, God. So it ended up because the van needed to be where you could get somewhere to camp within an hour and a half. Yeah. Because it's just not meant to go long distances, right? It's an old engine. Yeah. But once you were inside it, it's fantastic. So now, Stephanie, March, you coined the best. I went from being like a cool van life hipster, or thought I was anyway, to a baby boomer. You were just old people and you're just old people in the car. Holly's cheering in the background. Yeah, I mean, just embrace it. Yeah, and I've kind of had to. I am here. Yeah, Holly's producing today. I kind of have to embrace it. And there's good things about it. Like, it's a Ford truck and it drives like a minivan. It's excellent yeah, driving. Yeah. I can actually drive it. That's another plus. <laughs> you immediately became German tourists in my 100%. mind. 100%. You went from cool people who were like, like check out our cool van yep. and like we could be Instagramming van life to now. Nope. You are now German tourists in That's my right. mind. That's right. And Hanson Johnson. So that Hanson Johnson. We did. Um, Kurt was like, well, are you going to like Instagram this? I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> nope. The Wonder Bread Van Instagram has died. It's yeah. dead. It, I put an ending date. It's just because I can Instagram pictures of traveling on my other feed on Stephanie's Dish, and that yeah. makes sense. But <laughs> I, I am trying to make it a little I cuter. I feel like I need to get you a pair of New Balance shoes and like just some, white, some white ones. <laughs> and uh, I think I need to, you just need to really embrace socks and sandals. And I have walking sticks. Oh, so yes. I'm already. Yes, you are in, so German. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, my God. And the van is great. Like I'm sure it is. It and feels let's be clear. privileged to just even be complaining about the ability to get in a van and have your own bathroom, your yeah. own cooking. During this whole COVID thing, 
I mean, I've been in six states and I can tell you not every state is like Minnesota. Denver yeah. was very masked and very responsible everywhere we went. Utah, nothing. South Dakota, nothing. North Dakota, nothing. Nevada, nothing. And Wisconsin, barely anything. And people literally looked at you like you're some sort of um, liberal, like lunatic oh, by wearing a mask. Yeah, they're kind of mad at you. Yeah, it's they kind just of like, because it it actually it actually like you know challenges their their belief system and they don't like that. It's and, weird. And they also sort of they they see you as someone who is who is bought into the conspiracy. They've decided I'm that, a sheep. Well, yes, that's the someone thing. actually said that at a coffee shop. A man walked by and under his breath he goes, "What a sheep." Yeah. And he's kind of lucky. Yeah. I was on the van trip because in my daily life, those kind of microaggressions really, I'm not good at them. That's I not even back. a microaggression. <laughs> that is an actual passive aggressive. But slight. I was so like relaxed. I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. It, it is um, very different everywhere you go. And it, it kind of feels like sometimes you're in an alternate universe mm-hmm. because you're so anxious about not getting sick and. Like I went and saw my dad because we had a baby shower in the family because my brother's wife is having a baby and we camped in the driveway, which felt excellent because I was really concerned. I didn't want to go in their house. My dad's on oxygen. Right. But I was able to see my dad. Yeah. And so that felt good. But I felt very responsible about how we did that. But everything. So many families are fighting because half of the family thinks it's okay and half doesn't. And if you have elderly parents and you're worried about their safety, It feels real bad when you're half of the family that thinks this is a conspiracy is mauling all over them. Yep. It's very complicated. It is very, very complicated. Um, And I will say that there's it's a nice thing that so far that, you know, you guys have heard that Walmart, the largest retailer in the country, has now mandated masks indoors in their in their stores mandated. You cannot come in without a mask. Caribou Coffee. Also, Starbucks, Target, more and more. CBS. Yep. National businesses. Walgreens. Are coming up and saying, you know, this is it. This is like the 700,000 cases that happen, you know, boom. They need to recognize that. And I, and I think people like the governor of Georgia, who then sues the mayor of Atlanta because she was saying, please, you know, mandating masks. He's insane. This is what drives this weird idea that masks are 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 like dangerous for you and i've seen video of people saying that they think it's they think it's actually bad for you to wear a mask and i think of course you look at japan and i'm lucky enough to have been to japan and know that that is not the case and our medical workers are in our dental office like people are wearing them eight hours a day right and grocery workers hello how are surgeons even alive it (laughs) is a very weird thing because it's gotten and I'm guilty of this too. It's gotten very tribal and that feels really bad. Yeah. I want there to be like some common sense prevailing. And I think the retailers are going to just drive this train. Yeah. Retailers, hospitals, schools, wherever you go. So get on board with the mass train. And if it's true that we can get this to a manageable level in six to eight weeks and go back to work and go do the stuff we want to do. I know. I think at the end of the day, we all want that. Right. 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 So. If we could just put our political stuff aside and whatever our weird 
and just get to the end, which is we all want safety for our families and ourselves. And I will tell you, last week I did mention, because I was talking last week about being up north, and I had said I understand why that people aren't wearing masks up there, because they're so far apart and they don't see as many people all the time. And I just want to make clear that I wasn't advocating for not wearing them, because I got a couple people who sent me messages, you know, very concerned about my feelings. It's real scary out there. It is. But I'm saying, what I was saying is that I understand where they're coming from in that instance. I'm not supporting it. I am a mask wearer. I I am finding that I actually enjoy wearing a mask, like when I'm grocery shopping and all that kind it of stuff. It makes me feel better. I just, I also tend to mutter anyway, so... <laughs> You're I'm a mutterer now. Muttering I'm with a your mutterer. Mask. So I like go through the grocery store and I mention, wow, that mayonnaise has really got a lot of oil in it. And I do that. And now no one sees me do that or I hears that about you. So there it is. There you are. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We do have a good show today. Yeah. We have some fun stuff to talk about. I'm going to look and see what it is because, of course, I came in hot. But I know it's there. It's there. there are lots of good things. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. And I just want to tell you how glad I am that we have a resource for farmers and food and agriculture in Minnesota. We are so lucky. It's one of the biggest things that our state is known for. And sometimes I feel like we don't get a chance to actually talk to farmers and find out what they're doing. And Common Ground, Minnesota is a, is, is a place on Facebook where you can ask questions about how your food is grown right here from local farmers. These are women who are volunteering their time to answer your questions and to engage in conversations. Plus, they'll show you cute farm pictures of their dogs. I mean, what's better than that? And they post recipes. What could be better than that? Common Ground Minnesota is a resource for you guys, and it's all volunteer-led. And I just encourage everybody, if you're curious about your food and where it comes from and the farming that is going on in Minnesota, you want to get to Common Ground Minnesota on Facebook. For up-to-the-minute entertainment news, try a Dirt Alert. At the top of every hour, plus extended Dirt Alerts at 8.20 and 12.20 with Elizabeth Reese. And at 5.20 with Holly Roberts. On My Talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Yeah, we'd always go into it blindly. I needed to lose you to find me. This dancer was killing me softly. I needed to hate you to love me, yeah. To love, love, yeah. To love, love, yeah. To love, yeah. I needed to lose you to love me, yeah. To love, love, yeah. To love, love, yeah. To love, yeah. I needed to lose you to love me. Hey, everybody, welcome back to my talk 1071's weekly dish. Um, Guess what this is coming up? Guess what next week is? Well, I know because I see it here that it's restaurant week. It's restaurant week. How does that feel? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about yeah. that because quite honestly, I'm going to, instead of just talking about all the great and amazing dishes that we normally do when it's restaurant week, let's just talk for a second about really what restaurant week is. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's got to be different. It's totally different. And how do you, as a company, like, how do we sit there and we look at, you know, the world and say, you know, our last restaurant, so we have three restaurant weeks a year, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine does, and we sponsor, you know, we we make three a year happen. We go February, we go July and October. Um, you know, February went off, great. <laughs> right. It was just the beginning it of was the pandemic. Right at the, yeah, it was right at the end of the stuff, or at the, of the before. It was at the end of the before. And um, it basically kind of set, I know a lot of people were happy that it had happened because it it set up some people to 
feel good about going into spring and um, not knowing, of course, what was coming. So we knew, but usually right after the the end of the first the first one, we start looking at who do we want to sign up for the second one. And so obviously that was like, wait a minute, we're not going to even be able to do July Restaurant Week. Um, and so we really thought about that and what a sadness that was because it does drive people to restaurants. Yeah, and it drives you to try new things. So we we kind of sat in our in ourselves and knew that there was no chance. And by the way, restaurants do pay to be a part of this. This isn't like a free service or anything. This is a you know a collaborative effort, um, and they pay us money, and then we go out and we buy ads. Oh, like the one you just heard on my talk one oh seven one. So we're we also support other local media by doing this. So. Um, what happened was, is that we sent a note out to the restaurants that we usually work with and, and more that have never worked with us before on restaurant week. And we said, what do you guys think? How can we do this to make this work for you? And so we all kind of brainstormed a little bit and f- tried to figure out what it would be like in July. And this was earlier this spring. And we decided that this year we would try to do something different. And so we are doing a takeout to lift up is what we're doing. And and what we're doing with that is that we are trying to support as many people in the restaurant as we possibly can. Um, and that means the workers, too, right? Because taking out to lift up means you're going in, you're getting your food, and you're leaving. And you're still, the restaurant gets money, um, and then the workers have less exposure to people, right, if you're just getting takeout. Now, some places do have indoor dining and patio dining as well, and that's their choice. We weren't yep. going to make them, you know, say only this, but... But we are really encouraging people to 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 see this as a moment to take out, to do takeout at your favorite restaurants. And there are still the same two and three course menus. So you can still like this is still a multi-course menu, um, you know, for 10 to $35. So yeah. it's a huge deal. If you think about some of you guys have been doing a lot of takeout maybe and noticing that it's like it's a little you're getting a little bit up there with the fees and everything else. This is maybe a way to kind of if you are you, a lot of people have said to us, you know, I'd love to be supporting restaurants, but I. I'm on furlough yep. and I'd love to be supporting restaurants, but I'm not sure that my job is going to continue. So I have to watch my pennies. This is a way I think also for people to be able to support restaurants, but do it in a very fiscally smart way. Yeah, I thought so. I looked at the, I liked it. I looked at the offerings. I thought, um, I'm glad you're doing it because I think, you know, my sister's in the restaurant business and she uh, mentioned I was with her and I said, so how's it going? And she's like, well, I'm making about a hundred dollars a week. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, wow, okay. And she was like, and our restaurant's doing pretty good, all things considered and yeah. comparatively. Is she in a place where they're doing a service fee or she just... Do, I she's mean, like, it tipped inside she, the restaurant. She is doing tipped. And there's mostly patio dining. Mm-hmm. It's a big patio. Yeah. And she said people are being generous, yeah. but it's just slow and the takeout business is very robust. Yes. Although we are hearing that people, their takeout has been dropping. And that's another reason we wanted to do this was to help, you know, remind people that you can still take out. Because I know that since patios have opened and inside dining has opened, a lot of the takeout has kind of dropped a little bit in places. But they were, this is one of those things where we want to make sure that people who don't have patios, we're still encouraging takeout. Right. You know, like St. Dinette, which is part of the, you know, they took their two week break and they came back and they're doing a takeout situation. I like it. Um, the other thing I want to make sure that everyone knows is that we did not charge restaurants this time. We made sure that we, uh, cause we couldn't feel good about saying, Hey, you know, throw us a big chunk of cash to make this happen. So I wanted to say, you know, we have like society insurance and Cargill and Bud Light Seltzer. These guys all came on board. You can see the list of total sponsors, uh, over on MSP mag, but I'm just, they stood up the Minnesota pork board. They were like, yes, we will support restaurants. We will bring everybody. We will help, 
you know, everybody it with I love that. It. Yeah. So with that, I mean, there are some really great ones. And and actually, let's talk about there is a caveat to this, of course, because in my mind, we are still we don't know what's going to happen next week. And a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of get they're like, well, I tried to go here, but their hours were, you know, cut or it wasn't didn't match up what was happening, what was on the website. And all I'll just tell you is that they're all just still trying to figure out day to day. Sometimes they don't have staff that show up. Sometimes, you know, they've had they've had a covid and they have to shut down. Um, Stephanie Shimp and I talked about it on a hooches and smooches happy hour. And she was like, yeah, free house. We had to shut down. We stopped. We are only doing takeout and, and the patio service because we're not doing any indoor whatsoever. And that to her was like, but that's a change from what she had originally thought they would be doing this week. So I would say for every one of us, you know, being patient and understanding and using our humanity to recognize the humanity of the people in the restaurants is really big. And can I just say, like, I know we don't like to use our phones for calling and that that came out of favor, <laughs> but really you can't do much without calling these days, people, Yeah, because what's on the website is outdated. What's on their Instagram or their Facebook maybe mm-hmm. isn't the latest information. I, my husband's like, well, we'll just go. I'm like, no, we're not just going anywhere. You have to call. You have to talk to people. Yeah. Figure out what they're doing. Yeah. 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 And I I think, you know, that's a, I think that's a nice, actually, that's a nice thing, especially if you haven't been able to like see and talk to people in a long time. I definitely call my Carbonis. <laughs> you know? I screwed up my takeout order last night with um, uh, Smack Shack. I was getting lobster rolls and I couldn't, I didn't do it right. So it was like, oh, your order will be ready in 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm not coming till 645. So I called. Yes. And then I was like, and you're only open till seven. My person's not coming to dinner till 730. Can you like put the lobster roll stuff on the side? Because I don't want it to get all soggy. Yeah. They were like, yeah, sure. Like they were great. Yeah. And then I got there and she was like, oh, we've got your order. Like they were so nice. Yeah. But I felt like it was because I called and like asked for what I needed. They yeah. were very accommodating. They all want to do. Yes. They want they want you A, to be happy and B, to, for you to come back and spend money with them. And boy, was that lobster roll oh, worth it. Well, they are on Restaurant Week. Actually, this is the first time we've ever had a food court. So we have potluck uh, at, for Restaurant Week. And I love the fact that they are all doing these crazy good deals. You can bop in, grab your stuff and go. It's so easy to get in there and get out of there. The Grand Old Creamery tent. $10 a slice and ice and cream shake? is great. $10 for yeah. a big slice of pizza and a shake. And that's a good slice of, I love that pizza. Oh yeah. No, there's so many. Burger Dive is doing, uh, I just want to call them up because I love that burger. That is a $15 burger and cheese curds order. Yum. Hello. Anyway, we have a huge list of it, you guys. I did put, uh, I did put a, or I don't know if I have yet or not, but I put up my favorites and there's Free House, like an Irving, Manny's Tortas, Octo Fish Bar, Pig Ate My Pizza, St. Dinette, so many great places on here. 50 plus places. Restaurant Week is happening starting the 20th through the 26th. We're going to continue our restaurant talk when we come back because there's a lot. That- we are opening up the phone lines at 651-641-1071. Holly is ready to take your calls. If you want to talk about Restaurant Week, if you want to ask any questions about your famous restaurants, we can also play the pantry game. It's been a while. I was looking at all my supplies, and I'm a little low. Like, I need to do some serious pasta, rice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Right? Pantry shopping. Yeah. Because um, I feel like, Yeah. I'm early on this break. You're early I? on this. I know. Yeah. I, I was sort of like trying to figure out where you're going. And then I was like, well, I mean, we could do the yeah, pantry no, game if you want to. Um, yeah. 
So that'll be coming up in the next break, but you can call in and we may put you on hold for a little bit, but no worries. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, there's been so much restaurant news that has happened this week and just endlessly. And we haven't had a chance to connect in a couple weeks. No. Can I ask you a question that someone asked me? And I know you'll know the answer. When there's a COVID case in a restaurant. This is the question of the week. Okay. There's a protocol I'm assuming that happens with the Minnesota Department of Health. Are they required to close? What's the protocol? Do you know? Um, I don't think that anyone is mandated to close. Okay. Um, I think that they suggest it strongly. Uh, I think that they are, they have guidelines. I do not think that there is a mandate or a, I think there's a, there's a suggested guidelines. And when I say a protocol, that's what I mean. And people who call the department of health, from my understanding, the restaurants who do call, um, they get, uh, they get, they get told and they, you know, they're like, okay, here's what you, we recommend that you do. But I don't think the CDC hasn't even recommended that they. People... We can't. Can we even talk about yeah. the CDC with right. any measure of confidence of anymore? No. But the idea of it is uh, a lot of people. The big controversy right now is should restaurants shut down completely and how long and uh, if should they even be you know in should there and of course people are saying should we even be having indoor if, if people have to keep shutting down like because because the idea is that then if it becomes too cost prohibitive to say okay we're going to shut down and close down and do a deep clean and then do you know like all this testing how long does that take and if that if it, they have to do that and they come back up and they have another case, then it, they're they're less likely to do it if it becomes so costly. And to be clear, there is no evidence that COVID is trans is that you can get trans COVID through your food. Right. No. You also, if you have someone in your workplace that tests positive and you all get tested, that's just for that second, that minute, that day. I got tested when we got back from our van trip, and I was negative. But I mean. We're to the point now where there's enough COVID in our environments and in restaurants and in other places where people are gathering, whether you're socially distant or not, yeah, with masks, without masks, that we're having cases. And it seems kind of onerous to be like asking the restaurants to close down for a week. But yet I understand for the safety of the workers, which is really, I think, what we're talking about more so than the guests, because Guests aren't going to be in contact with these people for any length of time, really. All the servers are wearing masks. So it's really about, I feel like, the employees and the back of the house and the restaurant environment and those um, those restaurant owners wanting to take care of their employees. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. But, I mean, there's also that thing of, and there are people who are, you know, there's like, there's definitely people who have worked in one shift and not in you know, like another shift, they didn't have, you know, ex- they'd exposure to any of those people. And I'm thinking about that, like AB shifts. Is that the way to do it? People have talked about doing block shifts, but that's, or pods. Uh, Shimp and I talked about that, like doing a pod of workers. And she's actually, I think, working on that, trying to make sure that these six people always work together. That's just the way that that works now. So then if one of them gets sick, they know, they know exactly who, and they know exactly how to pull that out. And then hopefully they have enough staff to repopulate. But the problem is that they don't have enough staff. Um, you know what I mean? Like people are still struggling to kind of get people back from to work. And is that because of the extra $600? Which ends at the end of this month. It's I think it's that. And it's people, workers are like, I don't want to get into this and then be the one who gets sick. 
So there's a, both a fear of getting sick and a, and like a money thing because sure. yeah, you're right. They're not going to be making this much money, but that does end. You know what I mean? That does end end of this month. And so I wonder that my big thing is I, I see people who are like, who say, well, I've heard so-and-so had a, had a case and they didn't shut down, you know, and, and, and they get angry about it. And I think the weird thing to me, and this is from not workers, this is from guests perspective. The weird thing to me is like, do you really believe that grocery stores haven't had a case? We are not asking and grocery in the stores. Beginning, we're grocery not, stores were sort of voluntarily offering that up, but, but they're they never not shut down. No, and they're None not of them anymore. Did. And did tar- is Target going to shut down? Seward closed in the very beginning. Remember Seward what? Seward Co-op. Yes, in the very very beginning. Yes, and in the very beginning, we would get notifications from other grocers. But at this point, you can guarantee there's still COVID in grocery stores and they're not closing down and they're probably not disclosing to anybody other than their workers anymore. And so I feel and so me, of course, as someone who champions for the restaurant industry, I get very I get very uh, defensive for it because I feel like we expect something from them that we don't expect from anybody else. And have. And yeah, always, always. And have. Let me be clear. Always. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't, and this is the thing. I'm not here to say that. I, I do think that I personally and many people, a lot of you guys, last week I asked people on the Facebook, you know, are you eating inside? Are you doing takeout? Are you doing patio? The majority of our listeners or Facebook friends were doing takeout and patio. Yeah. That's they were too. not eating inside. And so I feel like there is a set of people who know, you know, where that lies for them on their scope. And they're going to answer in that way. Um, they're not going to eat inside. They're only going to do outside. They're only going to do takeout. And I think that that's the answer to, you know, helping somebody stay financially, you know, solvent, a restaurant that you love without, you know, in risking, you know, I think people. But I, 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 I'm going to say something that's maybe a little, <laughs> so just it's beware. It's tricky. I can't get my mind around, you know, you go to a patio and there's a bar and all the people that aren't with each other, aren't family, aren't friends, yeah. sitting at the bar, shoulder to shoulder, ordering their drinks, breathing on their bartenders, <laughs> then going to the bathroom, then walking through. It's like, I, I. I I love the freedom that that feels for them. I love that they get their choices. But let's be clear, wearing a mask is not a constitutional right. You don't have a right to pretty much anything in this country other than to exist. No. You pay taxes, no shoes, no shirt, no service. You can't walk with your dog into wherever environment you want and just hang out. Yeah. You know, if you are so politically inclined that this mask thing really riles you that direction, that's your that's your choice. Then you should. But stay it is home. not a right. <laughs> well, my thing is then stay home, and then and, you don't. Then it's not exactly. And and can't we just like you can have your beliefs, I can have my beliefs. Can't we just get to the point though where we have all these workers in these yeah. environments that they don't have choices? They are working. They're trying to provide for their families. There aren't a lot of jobs out there. Yeah. There's a lot of jobs in these divisions of grocery, rest of these places that are, we can call them quote unquote risky, the non-white collar jobs. Yeah. Can't you just for the sake of that? Well, and l- the goodness of that. Yes. 
I agree 100%. And I will tell you that I think the article that I wrote for the August issue, my column, is uh, really about the fact that we're in a place we are. This is actually a hundred year old shift we have to make, because if you think about it, this is specifically about a service industry. Right. I mean, like this is what we're talking about. These are service workers and especially why it comes to restaurants and and these things is because our service culture a hundred years ago was set by uh, a, a group of you know, magnets who said the customer is always right. And that has literally changed the industrial, you know, back in the 1800s, 1900s, how, how we viewed people to they, we, we as business people wanted guests and customers to trust us because there was snake oil and there was all sorts of, you know, buyer beware type rules. Well, what happened was, is that we said the guest is always right. We are going to give you, if, if, if a couple of you get, you know, take advantage of us, we're going to just, we're going to be okay with it because we want our reputation to be that we are giving and we are, and we're trustworthy. And there's this whole contract that came of it, which has evolved over these last hundred years into Karen culture, yeah, <laughs> which is that there's that it has turned from the guest is always right to the guest is never wrong. And that's not true and never has been true. But that problem with that equation is that people are now going into people who were like, I support restaurants. I love them, you know, and did take out during the shutdown and, and shouted out for them and everything and wanted them to reopen because they thought it was good for both of them and, you know, the people. These are people who then went into these restaurants with that same and, and into a place where they had been told yes, yes, yes for every want and need. And suddenly they're met with no, I'm sorry, you can't come in. No, you need to wear masks. No, your you favorite to, item's not on the menu. Nope, we don't have that. No, you have to stand over here. You can't sit. You, no, you can't have that table. And that is the problem. This is a tantrum. This is a national tantrum because we are paying for the fact that as a customer service or, you know, oriented American rights way, we have given everybody what they've always wanted. And guess it's what? It's a really interesting perspective. It's over. That's over. This paradigm shift will change customer service for the rest, for the country, for maybe the world. So, And if you don't like it, you can find other ways to get your groceries. You can find other ways to get your goods. I, I just like we don't get to just go off on people and yell at people in stores and chase after people and stand with guns in our yards <laughs> to did protect. You, by the it's way, it's gotten crazy. Did you see this man in California went into a cafe and said, I want to have and they were like, you have to wear a mask. And he said, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. He got angry. He yelled at the cafe person. He assaulted the He like pushed and shoved the cafe person. They said, please leave or we'll have to call the police. He screamed and ranted. He basically they called the police. There was a police chase. He pulled a gun. There was all sorts of there was a yeah, car accident town. because he wouldn't wear a mask. There, what is more simple? Putting on my on a neighborhood. Mask? Or yeah, exactly. Creating a giant police chase on my neighborhood app. Someone is furious because he goes to bread and chocolate every day and he forgot his mask and he couldn't get his $10 croissant. And he's been a client all this time. That's it. It's over. Don't go to that place. They were rude. It was like, but, and this is, couldn't you just decide that that is the day that you couldn't have your croissant because you forgot your mask. Because the guest is always right. The customer is always right. And this is where we, this will eventually start to break down. And I think it is, but it's also the fact you have to know that everybody right now, fear is the prevailing emotion in America. And we are, it's being fueled by our politics. It's being fueled by our leaders. It's being fueled by the economy, by disease, by everything. And so everyone's 
fuses are so very, very short that anything is a trigger. So, And for those people on the front lines humanity. in the restaurant business, boy, just, they're just... Or retail, too. Grocers. Yeah. Like, anyone forward-facing customer, gas station attendants, whatever it is that you are, if you're in the customer service business, well, I feel for you. Well, also, I mean, I'll be honest... I, as we're talking now, I'm quite sure we're going to get some emails because we've gotten emails That's fine. by people who are angry that we're talking about this and they send us things. And so I'm just, I would just like to say to everybody, let's just choose humanity. Choose humanity. Like that just seems kind of simple. Humanity. All right. We're going to open the phone lines. You can I guess. yell at us. <laughs> so I was thought we were opening them before. We're going to open them now. And so if you feel like you want to have your say, as long as you're respectful, you can. Yeah, you 651 can Six four one one zero seven one. We can take your calls about restaurant week, about restaurants, pantries, whatever you got. Whatever you feel. As long as it's food related, we'll chat with you when we come back on the weekly dish. Welcome back to the weekly dish. Six five one six six five one six four one one zero seven one. We have some callers on the line, which I'm excited about. Uh, we'll take Brian first. Okay. Uh, hi, Brian. How you doing? Hello. Hi. I uh, about a month ago or so, Stephanie March mentioned a lot of cattails in her possession. Yes. Did you do anything with them? I did not. I didn't. Well, I mean, they're they're growing. Yep. I'm probably just gonna. I didn't eat them. Is what I, what you want to know? I did not. I did take a bite of one, and right. I felt like I probably could eat it, but I didn't do anything else with it. All right, just wanted an update. All right, thanks, thanks. Brian. <laughs> I love that. I Wanting love Brian. to figure out how far you're foraging. I know. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. I got we'll lazy. Take your call live <laughs> on the air. It happens. I got summer lazy. It happens. Like I barely have pots of things to grow. Someone sent me an email and wanted to know places that are open for patio breakfast. And Oof. I could think of like Louisiana Cafe in St. Paul, French Meadow in St. Paul, probably French Meadow in Minneapolis. There's not that many like outdoor breakfast places. Uh, Benedict's in Wyzetta has outdoor. Um, I think I places place. like Cove. Does Cove do breakfast? I don't know. They used to. But like People's Organic, I would think. Um, and also check because a lot of these places are not open on Mondays and Tuesdays. Right. And this is a big thing. We got an email from someone who was like, hey, I'm going to be spending Monday in St. Paul and want to hit a whole bunch of places. And I was like. Um, no one is open on Mondays anymore because no one can staff it. Yeah. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I couldn't find anything for her. Um, Bev, you are live with us on the air. How you doing? Hi, Bev. Hi, Bev. Hi. What was your question? What's hun? up today? My question is, I'm so sad to hear that Bellacor is closing in Wyzetta. Yeah. It was my favorite restaurant and their bakery was unbelievable. Well, here's some good news for you. That is sad news, and I will tell you that I, I mean, as someone who stopped there in that bar on my way home many, many a night, I am, I am, I am very hurt by this and sad. But the good news is, is that you can still get some of those great bakery items at the Cooks of Crocus Hill spot across from Spoon and Stable in the North Loop, because they have done. They're doing a bakery pop up, and you can find those chocolate croissants and some of the great cookies, and yes, even the crepe cake at that location oh really yeah um do you think they would honor gift cards there 100 percent. yep oh okay great yeah so there well, you I go bev your, i love your show Thank thanks. You. thanks thanks bev. for calling in we appreciate it yeah we have mary on the line that wants to talk a little bit about masks hi mary hey mary 
Hello. Well, I was just going to share that, you know, I've been wearing my mask, but I have a friend who really just stays six feet away and doesn't want to wear one. But we had a long discussion, and one of the points that she's like, yeah, okay, I could wear a mask for that, was just the idea that, um, you know, if you're not wearing a mask, you could cause that other person to have fear or anxiety. And, you know, so even if you don't believe it's helping, you know, you wear it for that other person's mental health. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So a mental health angle, because we're kind of going at it from just a humanity angle, but that gets a little more specific because no one wants to trigger anybody, right? Right, right. Mary, well, I applaud you. you for being able to have conversations with people on either side of your beliefs, because that is also something I'm really working on. And it's hard to do right now without getting immediately emotional or angry. And so, so far I've had a few wins and a few losses, but I appreciate that you're trying. (laughs) Same here. Thanks Mary. Uh, In fact, we got a note from Andrea Kish and she says, good morning. Thank you so much for what you were saying about civility and wearing masks. I agree a hundred percent plus and every day I agree a hundred percent plus and every day I choose to be civil out in the world and on social media. And she says she appreciates us. So thank you, Andrea, for that note. I uh, civility is good. I had a hard lesson about a month ago from a friend. I posted something on Twitter and he was just like, wow, this is so out of character for you. What is what drove you to that? And how do you think that make this person feel? And like, he really took me to task. And like, oh, because you attacked you kind of like you pinged someone. You didn't I attack, was not but... very kind. OK, and so you did attack someone. I did okay. um, in a way that was out of character for me, to be perfectly honest. Oh, I can't believe I didn't see that. I'm not going to even tell you because you'll go back and look I and it's already gone. Oh, it is um, okay. But I did appreciate this person. He's like, I just knew that if I talked to you about it, you would see this in a way that I saw it, which was like so out of character for you. And it hurt my it hurt me that you had resorted to this negativity. And and at first I was defensive. Yeah, I'll be honest. But the more we talked, the more I was like, wow, this is a great that you trust me enough to be vulnerable. Yeah. And because of that, I have to like accept what these words are. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it because he was so right. I know. I And Twitter just it made me an awful person in that moment. And I was just like, oh, I just piled on like this isn't good. I would say that for everybody. I mean, and this is just as someone who lives on social media, which is what I do. It's part of my job. Um, and you know, other things is that I really do try to see things. I try to not react anymore and I try to really take a moment and take a beat. And sometimes I, I mean, I have written responses to things a hundred times and not sent them. And I find that I am, I, 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 if you can see like some of the anger and that fear, I guess if I keep coming back to the fact that I see this as fear and then that puts you in a different perspective, this isn't someone who hates you. This is someone who is fearful for their own life. And I'm not, you know, I'm not counting Nazism in this. Let's be clear on this. Yeah. That's sorry. You don't get a pass for Nazism. But other than that. Yeah. Other than that, if it's if it's the mask situation and and even the conspiracy thing, I think people believe conspiracies, theories out of fear for their own lives. Sure. And I and, feel like there's a way to kind of calmly get through that. Uh, Mary yep. Sue has a question or about COVID and bars. Hi, Mary Sue. Hi. How are you? I just want. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you uh, it's a bit of a, uh, a story, antidote. Uh, antidote. My 22-year-old niece who lives in Maryland went uh, against everyone's wishes, went to a large-ish party mm. on the 4th of July. It turns out that the bartender tested positive the day after. So he was positive during that particular 
party, but of course nobody knew it. He was asymptomatic. He then uh, spread it to at least 25 of the guests, who, including my niece, who's now COVID positive, and then they brought it back to their families, and now her dad and many of the other siblings have it, and it is a huge cluster out in Maryland right now because of this one bartender who didn't know it. Right. They are super spreaders. They are finding just as there are people who are, you know, who who it doesn't affect very much. There are super spreaders who end up being more communicative just by their the way that they specifically personally carry that the disease. And I think that that's the scary part. Thanks, Mary Sue. I'm sorry that that happened to your family and hopefully everybody will come out of it. Okay, Uh, Lori has a shout out. Hi, Lori. Hello, Lori. Lori. Okay, Hello. we'll take her on oh. the other side. We'll Lori, take you on the other side. On. Hang on, hon. We'll get you on the other side. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back.